Hi, this is Brad. Brad from, hello, this is Brad from Pro Wrestling Junkies fame. Happy Hanukkah. Today is our special Hanukkah edition of Toilet Side Wrestling Talk. My guest, Levi Shapiro. I wanted to come on first and explain that my audio and video on the following video is rough at, 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 at best. But I did not want to punish Levi. His video and audio is perfect, sounds like an angel. So I am going to go ahead and let you watch the, my interview with Levi Shapiro. As again, Shalom, Happy Hanukkah to you and yours. And let's get on to the interview. Brad from Pro Wrestling Junkies, and welcome to the Hanukkah edition Toilet Side Wrestling Talk. Today's guest Shalom. Hails, Shalom. Today's guest hails from the great state of California and has worked for such promotions as All Pro Wrestling, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, United Wrestling Network, uh, excuse me, West Coast Championship Wrestling, and he worked a 205 live match when he teamed with Devin Dixie against the Singh Brothers. He's the current APW Worldwide Internet Champion, as well as a UWN Television Champion shared the ring with the likes of Will Hobbs, Jacob Fatu, Shotzi Blackheart, Sabu, Thunder Rosa, and I could go on. So let me introduce today our special guest on this special Hanukkah edition of Toilet Side Wrestling Talk. He's a pizza fan. He's timeless. He's the unorthodox Jew. I give you Levi Shapiro. Levi, how are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, what a what a list of accolades, you know. Uh, looking back on it, it's uh, it's very pleasing to myself to hear a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, literally, you had like more like titles, and I was like, ah, you know, I'll just say what he's currently the champion. But yeah, you had golden like a ton of places. Yeah, you know, I think I've had a, a pretty successful run as of late. You know, I, I look back on it pretty fondly, uh, especially kind of going into the new year. I like to revisit my yeah. years previous. So, so like um, when you. Good. When you get it, you know, sometimes when people get nominated for like an Academy Award, they're like, oh, you know, it's not important to me if I win or anything. Is it important to you when you win a championship? Does that, I mean, does that validate things in any way? Uh, I, I think overall, definitely, you know, uh, uh -huh. when I was younger, um, if I get, you know, I'd say a, a lesser known title for a lesser known company or something, sure. maybe a little bit more locally, mm -hmm. uh, it always was very pleasing because, right, when you get into the history of wrestling, it's always, uh, if someone puts a title on you, they feel like you deserve to carry that mm -hmm. promotion or that uh, specific um, what, weight class or, you know, whatever yeah, yeah. the title is. And so it's always been nice, but as I've been getting a little deeper into the wrestling business, mm -hmm. certain titles definitely mean a lot more to me, you know? Okay. Uh, we talked about the APW Internet Championship. Yeah with such a revered history and APW being a home promotion for me, mm -hmm. it was a very big deal for me to actually win that title, you know? And do, and, you, uh, do you celebrate that night that you win it? Um, you know, nothing Ric Flair style or anything, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I definitely wore the belt home in my car. Oh, you know? nice. That's I, I'm <laughs> so happy you're so honest about that. Cause I always ask the people like, did you like from the ring, how long did it take before you were in front of a mirror just like you with your belt, you know? Um, um, yeah, it, it was a big thing because you come back, you take the pictures, you know, and then I get the pictures 
and I try to send it around and things yeah, like that yeah. and show friends and family or something, you know. So um, where, are, where are you? You're in California right now? Yes. And did you, what's your address? No, I'm joking. Did you grow, <laughs> did you grow up uh, in on the West Coast? I did. I'm. Uh, I was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. I still oh, live there okay. currently. Okay. Um, but I've been doing a lot of traveling up and down California my yeah. entire career. Is that a lot of driving, or is there any flying involved? There's been a little bit of flying, mm -hmm. uh, but it's predominantly driving. You know. I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of getting to the level a little bit more where I could probably afford to get more flights. Uh, yeah. You know. But especially with COVID restrictions, and I'm not doing as much traveling. Mm -hmm. Doing a little bit of the United Wrestling Network stuff, who's been having extra great precautions. Yeah, yeah. Into the into the era, uh, but driving has been a main thing, and the drives are long. Mm -hmm. Being a California wrestler, you learn how to do a six-hour drive. Um, and is that like a the one of the biggest expenses? The the travel. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, okay. you can get really good expensive gear and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But if you're on the East Coast or the Midwest, you know, or the South, yeah, six hour drives, man, you're going three or four states. Mm -hmm. So for California drivers to have, like I used to, when I was tagging with Buddy Royal, yeah, it would be four hour drive just to meet up with him. And then we would drive however much longer we needed to go wherever we were booked. And was this like regularly, like weekends? Yeah, uh, yeah you know, I mean, I drive down there on a Friday and you know, sometimes we'd wrestle that night on the Friday. Uh -huh. We drive a Friday, and I think one time we drove to Lubbock, Texas, in a weekend. So oh. it was there and back, and, and it was just Jeez. for like one or two shows. All right, I'm Jewish. You're Jewish. You, are you a practicing Jew? I'm not actually, and uh, I kind of use that into my character. Mm -hmm. um, my mother is Jewish, right? So I do have the proper blood. Yes. Uh, we've, we've never practiced. I eat mm -hmm. bacon more often than not. Yeah. You know, uh, so then when I was <laughs> training, my character was like, all right, you're going to be the Jewish guy. That That's what your name is, you know? Perfect. So come, come back with a name, come back with what you do, uh -huh. or else you're going to be like Gordy McGordstein. You know? <laughs> totally. like, There's no way I can be Gordy McGordstein. <laughs> But, you know, racial tensions in wrestling is pretty big still. Yeah. And I didn't want to try to dive too deep onto the Jewish aspect, especially because I don't practice. Yeah, So I came yeah. up with the whole unorthodox character. I build myself as a Shabbos Goy, which is a non-Jew <laughs> that does the, uh, the, the, you know, turns on the electricity of the yeah, coat yeah, yeah. all during Shabbos and stuff. So I kind of played that aspect of it. Well, that's great. You gave you like have something built in where you can do anything, you know. Um, did you celebrate Hanukkah when you were a kid? Uh, a little bit. I'd say, you know, we didn't do the basic traditions or everything. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, we would do Passover. We would cook the food. We would, would you, eat it with friends and family. We wouldn't do traditional, you would know. Would you go to high holiday services? No, never, never went to synagogues or anything. Okay. Never went to church, you know. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm fully an atheist. I believe mm -hmm. in a higher power. I don't yeah, know exactly yeah. what the higher power is. That's what. But like it's there. Something in the, is in the. Yeah, atmosphere. yeah. I don't know specifically. Um, do you remember like a, a good Hanukkah present you got as a kid? Huh. You know, we didn't really do the whole present Hanukkah thing. We would do like light the menorah. Yeah, and yeah. Eat potato pancakes and stuff, but we uh -huh. still would have Christmas also. 
Oh, um, and that's where you would. That's where a lot presents. of the gifts would come and stuff, you know. Yeah, my uh, my dad married a, a woman who was Christian. At Christmas was the greatest holiday for years. I loved it. I mean, I really like get great stuff. But yeah, Hanukkah was like toned down a little bit. Well, we, I kind of wondered when I was coming into school too, because a lot of friends were were Jewish and stuff, and they would have the bar mitzvahs and yeah, the yeah. things of Christ. And I was like, man, why couldn't I get that stuff? <laughs> totally. I cleaned up at my bar mitzvah. It was great. Um, but then I got out after I was 16. Um, do people give you crap for being Jewish? Like, Well, that was the reason why I didn't want to dive into the character. Yeah. Heavily, because I felt if I tried, uh, you know, dude, the internet is rough. So people uh -huh. would have done all sorts of things. But nothing more than just like, you know, very lighthearted, you know. Okay. Uh, and, maybe if I'm trying to go on the road or something and I'm a little more frugal or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's kind of rubbing me. But <laughs> n n no, you know, I think people have been pretty respectful overall of, of everything. And no, like, racism or anything. No, no, no oh, never, right. never within the ring either. You know, everyone's... Awesome. I mean, being from the Bay Area, we're very open, we're very diverse and stuff, mm -hmm. so I feel a lot of that comes through even in the wrestling scene, too. Um, are you a Grateful Dead fan? Um, shocking, actually. My my father is a huge deadhead. Okay. And um, followed for years. He plays in his own jam band. Oh, wow. He went on tour with Wavy Gravy in 84. So oh, wow. I'm not... I'm not specifically like a deadhead, uh -huh. but I do enjoy Grateful Dead music. Yeah. Oh, nice. So do I. That's awesome. Um, before uh, we get back to you know when you started and everything, so you you've worked with Sabu before. I did. Does he? Does, is he intimidating? Like outside the ring. A little bit. A little bit. You know, uh, I've seen him two or three times uh -huh. throughout my career. Uh huh. And. Uh, I've only worked wrestled him once, and uh -huh. when I wrestled him, I was like, okay, well, you know, I know, I know Sabu, I know his uh -huh. thing, uh, so I kind of went up and was trying to talk to him a little bit, uh -huh. and he didn't really seem too interested, you know. <laughs> but I was trying to explain like my character and stuff. I was like, well, yeah. I kind of do like a 1980s Mid Atlantic heel, you know, uh -huh. very Southern style here. He's like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know? like, oh well, God! I'm like. I'm, I'm, I'm vintage. I try to be very old school with my things. I, and and he he was there. And, you know, the match was fine. Mm -hmm. but Does he talk yeah, to you after was, the match? No, I think he went straight to his merch <laughs> table. And then he even, he even left before I got a chance to say thank you. Or oh, goodbye. okay. So, so that was the last um, you've seen. He was, he was very business. <laughs> okay. Going back to a little Levi. Were you athletic as a kid? Like high Definitely. school sports? Definitely. I played, uh, you know, Little League Baseball. Uh -huh. I was actually a pretty competitive bowler. Oh, really? When I was younger. So I've done some pretty high level bowling. Uh -huh. And I played football for my freshman year. Okay. Before I figured out that marching band got to go to Disneyland. So I quit football to join marching band because I've always played instruments as well. So what instrument, when you got into marching band, did you were, uh, did you have a, a primary uh, instrument that you played? I did, actually. I played the sousaphone, which was the big really? tuba that wraps around you and stuff yeah. like that. How does that... So I've always been a brass player. Okay. How do you... That, how do you come to that as the first, you know, sometimes maybe someone will pick a coronet or a saxophone. How did you come well, to that? 
in grade school when you know i think fourth grade was when mm -hmm. we got introduced to concert band mm -hmm. and i always wanted to play like a sax or clarinet like a yeah. woodwind uh -huh. And um, when they got to me, they said, hey, we don't have any more clarinets. How about a trumpet? And I said, uh, sure, you know, and uh -huh. truthfully, I think it was the better because I feel me personally and my personality brass. Sure. I played trumpet, trombone, baritone, tuba, sousaphone. So I played the whole family of brass. Oh, my gosh. Do you and, still uh, play? That was just like a progression through my, my grade school, middle school, and high school. Did you end up making it to, to Disneyland? I did. I oh, did. Nice. We played in the parade. We oh, got to go down cool. Main Street while we were in, in costume and everything. It was it was awesome. And did I feel, you go on? Uh, I just feel that it, that's always helped me in relation to wrestling because yeah. it's given me a lot of uh, show. You know, you're sure. like an entertainer in 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 front of tons of people. Definitely. Do, do you still play any of these instruments? Uh, you know, I tried to pick up a trumpet a few years ago, uh -huh. and I could still. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. There we go. Sorry, we're we're working on a limited budget here. No worries. Um, I can start that again. There we go. Uh, I tried to pick up a trumpet, and I could still. I yeah, could get yeah. The the sound going, but I can't remember scales or anything. Oh, okay. I'm sure my pitch was a little bit off. Oh. So then when does wrestling come into the picture? Well, some of my earliest memories have always involved wrestling, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I was born in 1990, so one of the first real memories was seeing the Bushwhackers come out <laughs> to the ring and strut it, you know. And I've just always remembered Sunday mornings watching wrestling on USA Network. And then down the street, I would have a video store. Okay. So my parents would go out and they would, you know, enjoy their weekend or something. And they'd come on Friday night and they would go get me a, a movie, uh -huh. which was usually a wrestling tape and a okay. video game. And so I play the video game all Friday night and they would go and they'd come back. And then uh -huh. Saturday mornings before anybody else wakes up, I'd have my Coliseum videotape because they didn't have any WCW or NWA. Yeah, yeah. And I would watch it on Saturday mornings before everyone else got up. So that really drove it home, you know, and then. Once I stopped playing football and kind of got into marching band, I really dove deeper into wrestling and really, uh, I think WWE 24-7 was a mm -hmm. subscription service pre the network, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they put so much awesome stuff in there. And during high school, I kind of became more of a history buff. Uh -huh. So it really translated to wrestling and then wrestling and wrestling history. And just by the time I was a senior in high school. I was engulfed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I wanted, I wanted to do it. I wanted to know everything, and especially being in the San Francisco Bay Area with the Cow Palace. Sure. You know, and Pat Patterson, who just recently passed away, was mm -hmm. huge, huge influence in Ray Stevens and X, Y, and Z. You know, yeah, it just yeah. really blossomed from there. So at this point, you're a senior in college and high school. What are the plans? Are you playing? start training are you planning on going to school yeah yeah work? you know my my high school didn't have a wrestling team or anything oh wow uh so i couldn't i i, I probably would have done that if i uh -huh. had the opportunity okay but they didn't so me and my friends did backyard wrestling and we did it pretty well i think we would average you know 100 to 200 people wow uh at our little backyard shows we had a custom built you know ring with uh -huh. thick wooden posts shitty ropes um, sorry. No, I'm here. You can, of course. Are you an adult? Um, and then I am. I am. <laughs> With a huge bump in the middle from all the mattress covers that we oh, put under God. there. Oh, God. 
And so we had a nice little arena, you could say, you know, uh -huh. I was doing that around um, senior year of high school. And I had a few people come from the local APW because we booked a really old APW guy that didn't wrestle anymore to wrestle at our backyard show. Okay. And so. they wanted to come watch him, you know? Uh -huh. uh, so Marcus Mack, who's the current head booker of APW and the owner, uh -huh. he saw me and said, hey man, you got some talent. I think you should get trained. I think you should do it as soon as you can. Are you 18 yet? I think I was just turning 18 in a yeah, few months. Yeah. So he said, hey, here's a number. Contact Roland Alexander from the All Pro Wrestling Boot Camp. Mm -hmm. We got to get you in, you know? And so I was really at that point like, oh man, I could do this. I uh -huh. think it's possible. I can get there. Um, but Roland Alexander was so much money for the boot camp. You know, it's like $6,000. Oh, a lot wow. of it was down payments and stuff uh -huh. like that. I just didn't have that kind of money. Yeah. You know? Well, and, 18 year old is six grand and then have money left to eat and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as a teenager, too. You yeah. know, my parents weren't going to pay for any of that. No. Did they want you to like continue on with schooling or get a job? Uh, that's always that's always been the thing. You know, they've mm -hmm. always I've always heard the get your education. Yeah. Go to school. You know, uh, unfortunately, I drove straight into wrestling. If I couldn't do uh, with Roland Alexander and the All Pro Wrestling Boot uh -huh. Camp, uh, I found a school that did was a little cheaper. Okay. It was in Martinez, California, under the name Devil Mountain Wrestling because okay. the Devil Mountain was the one of the mountains near. You know, it's nicknamed. Got it. Uh, and that's really where I broke in under Alexis Derevko and Hellfire, who were my trainers at the time. And it was real, um, it was a real old school introduction for me, I feel, because did they didn't have a lot of setting. Did your backyard wrestling prepare you in a lot of ways for your first day of training? I think so. I, I fully think so, because as even as a backyard wrestler, mm -hmm. I tried to have a character, you know, I tried to um think smart i try not to do things out of normal and that's always been my way uh -huh. but going into training it's like okay now i know how to bump now i know how to do basic fundamentals and stuff it was uh -huh. all the stuff i didn't know that was being sprinkled in and the stuff they can't teach you was the stuff that i already had from the backyard oh okay now yeah. were there other people starting when you started uh yeah the whole the whole class oh, okay so did anyone stop showing up i think the whole class really i think i think i'm the only survivor of my class and i didn't have a huge class uh-huh um but of me it was me and one of my friends from the backyard uh-huh who, who quit you know a few months in uh-huh and then there was another two or three uh that you know wrestled for a little bit and they all kind of faded off yeah time. and uh this so is like you stood out too so so at what point did okay it's a two-part question when did you have your first match and did you think you were ready or did someone else think you were ready or both uh interesting i uh, august i think i actually wrote it down yeah august 2009 was mm -hmm. my debut okay um and i started training in february of that year so it was a pretty fast progression you know mm -hmm. wow and uh, if I was probably ready, in certain ways, no, and in certain ways, yes. Okay. You know, if I look back on the APW boot camp, Roland Alexander would have you for two years before you actually made your de debut wow. so that he knew that your fundamentals were there. He knew that you knew how to navigate and you knew mm -hmm. how to do X, Y, and Z. 
as to where, like I said, I feel like I had a, a lot more old school approach here at Devil Mountain because um, my trainer sounded on me, you know? I was, uh, I was doing the sound, uh -huh. I was the sound guy for everything. And he said, uh, you know, hey, I'm gonna call you in the ring after my match. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird, you know? Mm -hmm. I thought he was just doing something to get, maybe get some heat or something. Yeah. And uh, he calls me in the, in the ring, he says, uh, uh, congratulations, kid. Uh, you're going to debut next month, and you've been working hard at the, the training center. And your first match is going to be against me next month. You know, and that was the like, first you had heard of this. Boom! Right there, in the middle of the ring, and everything. Wow! First I heard, first I knew. I forgot my kick pads on, on my debut and everything. I just oh was, really? So you had so... a month before you had that that match. Yeah, yeah. It must have um, two two weeks to a month. Did like the excitement wear off and like anxiety take over as you got closer? Or was... uh, no, uh, you know I've always I've, I've felt confident and stuff, uh -huh. but the anxiety like comfort was still there, but the anxiety yeah. rising was like sure. crazy. Like the night before, <laughs> yeah, and even just tough. you know still still to this day before you go through the curtain, the bubbles, the butterflies, you know, yeah, you're feeling yeah. it because this is you're performing, you know, mm -hmm. and. It's not as heavy now because there's not much of a crowd on a yeah. lot of the things that mm -hmm. we do. If we're filming TV or primetime lives, are they're live, but there's no crowd. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, so the anxiety level was there, but I always remember uh, local legend El Flaco Loco coming up to me. And he's always been really great, and he's like, "Listen here, kid, you're gonna do great out there. You wouldn't be put in this situation if they didn't think you were ready. Just remember, if you think you're going slow." go even slower. Oh. Like, oh, that's that's such a, and you know, that's kind of breaking a fourth wall on some things. Yeah, but that's but, nice uh, to hear, I imagine, going, you know, going into it, like, oh, okay. Totally, Just totally. Just like, breathe and slow down. Because um, it's true, you know, and that's a thing that I feel like I've really encapsulated mm -hmm. um, in my career is that, um, especially with today's, right, I'm very old school, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. timeless, I, I, I chose that name for a reason mm -hmm. and things are so quick nowadays when people can really afford to take your time and let it go you know, yeah, you know, let it yeah. especially with tv wrestling like mm -hmm. even more with tv wrestling because you've got camera guys trying to get shots you've got the director in the booth you've got yourself and then you got you know everything you're trying to relay you know so the, the people at home have to understand what you're doing because if you go too quick, nothing gets registered. Yeah, you're not telling a story at that point or anything. Just yeah, the story's, the story's already, it's already over by the time you Yeah, yeah. What you're doing. So let me ask you a question. I'm not going to keep it much longer. I apologize. No, um, no, I'm having a great time. Who who forms a stable? Is it like the performers or is it like a promoter? Well, I that? think it, it, it's either way. It's definitely either way because the Four Horsemen was not a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, like Arn Anderson cut the Four Horsemen promo, and everyone in the back was like, "That's it, that, there you go." Yeah, that's, that's right. It, you know, but then at the same time, like with the NWO, mm -hmm. they needed something to kind of come in and give them a driving yeah, faction yeah. force. But even then, I'm sure they didn't want the NWO to get as big as it did and then break off into subsidiaries oh and stuff God. like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. You know, they didn't plan that. So when you, you know, you, you're heavily involved with Buddy Royal and how did that come about in like more like, how, did the promoter put you with, with him or did you? 
guys hook up first and say, hey, we want to work together? Yeah, actually, we. Uh, I was doing a show down in San Luis Obispo, which is where Buddy trained and stuff. And okay. His trainer was booking us, and uh, we were coming in for some stuff. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, hey, Levi, I got this kid. You know, he uh, he's cut from the same cloth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you guys can do some good work. So maybe, you know, try something tonight and whatever, you know? Yeah. So we tagged and uh, we met and it was like an eight man, you know, a four on four. Sure. So I had me and my best friend who were going down to the show. Uh -huh. And uh, actually, I think the show was in Santa Cruz, actually, okay. to, to cover my tracks. <laughs> um, and, you know, me and my, my my best friend, Perry Von Vicious, we're very old school and everything. And so uh -huh. we're like, okay, well, let's go. Let's go see. And he's got the trunks that are very old school. He's got the, uh -huh. the two striped socks, you know, and he's got the towel around the neck. Everything oh, that God. I was trying yeah. to do, you know, and I said, I gave him the test. I said, great. Well, where are you built from? And he looks at me and goes, St. Paul, Minnesota, the birthplace of professional wrestling. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's it. Here it's we go. Right. And then, and then it was, it was like glue, you know, because once we, we got in the ring, we started going, to, it was, it was gel, you know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. it, it meshed so well. So do you like working ta like tag matches, you know, as much as singles or do you have a preference? I think, you know, I've been on a singles run as of since the time that yeah. Buddy broke up. Um, and I've really enjoyed my singles run as of late. Mm -hmm. But I've also, I felt like I built a, built a reputation for myself mm -hmm. as a tag team competitor. You know, I've been in two to three pretty reputable tag teams, at least in my area. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then the classic connection, we got a pretty good um, ground cover. Mm -hmm. and I love tag team wrestling because it's not loved as much as it used to be, you know? It was and that awesome. was part of the thing we wanted to bring back was fundamentally sound tag team wrestling, you know? Yeah. This was before the revival were the revival. Uh -huh. When we saw them come on WWE television and like we see the guys with the towels and the jackets. Totally. So literally the same thing. Uh -huh. We couldn't be we couldn't be mad at that. No, because we no. We didn't create the character. You know, we didn't create the gimmick. We took it off of the brainbusters. We took it off of the Andersons, you know, and stuff like that. So people were contacting us like, oh, these guys stole your stuff. No, it's not like that, man. No. You know, if anything, it's great to see that they got to that and WWE put something like that out. Yeah, an idea that you would, exactly. Um, I've, I've seen you've participated in a lot of battle royals. Are those difficult to wrestle? Never. No, it's just get in there, like just get in I, there it, and it do depends, whatever. It depends, you know. Uh, I think championship wrestling from Hollywood does like the red carpet rumble, more mm -hmm. like a Royal Rumble kind of vibe. Yeah. There's a little bit more, you know, booking and stuff like that into those. So maybe you have to look for certain things that you need to do there in the match or certain people you want to, you mm -hmm. know, touch or, um, but you know, basic run of the mill stuff. It's like, man, I'm going in there. I'm back raking guys. I'm yeah, picking up their yeah. armpits. I'm pulling out their armpit hair and stuff <laughs> like that. I, I have fun in battle royals and, and I feel like Sometimes that translates and the crowd sees that and they're like, oh man, you know, like, and, and I try not to overdo it. I try to still uh -huh. be aggressive and totally. get my character in there. But, um, I mean, I think one time we were doing a battle royal at Big Time Wrestling in Newark, mm -hmm. California, and they had Abyss there. Okay. And uh, everybody's going wild. We start punching and everything. And I give him a shot and I sink the claw in. And oh. I'm just sitting on it for like 
two, three minutes, you know, <laughs> and we're working it. And he's, he's like, oh gosh, no, and I'm just sitting on it. And we're just, everyone's doing all the stuff around us. And we're sitting there, we're just feeling and having some fun <laughs> with it, you know? And after he's like, that's it. That's how you, you know, that's how you get longevity. You know, that's how you, you do stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're yeah. going to get yourself tired. You're going to do too much. So many punches can only do so much in my opinion too. You know what I mean? Oh, that's just a good devaluing point. Yeah. a lot of that stuff. Yeah, at a certain point, you, the, the, the guy who's getting punched doesn't feel it anymore, you know? Yeah, right? I mean, just the guy's coming up and he starts hitting me in the jaw. Like, dude, calm down, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, last question. Would you, are you opposed to death matches? Doing one or watching them? Both. Um, doing one, I'm not opposed, but there needs to be a number higher than three followed by about four to five zeros. Couple zeros, okay, that um, makes sense. You know, I, I think I think it's a, it's a great art form and especially mm -hmm. in modern era, you know, there's so many flavors of ice cream. Yeah, and yeah. that is a definite flavor of ice cream. And yeah. I love to watch it, uh -huh. I really do. You know, I'm, I was a big fan of the early 2000 combat zone wrestling. Yeah. And the real early IWA Mid-South stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Terry Funk is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So just, you know, seeing him be uh, such a cookie cutter NWA champion to such crazy, violent, and then, you know, just his aura. Oh, yeah. I respect it fully and I, I love to watch it. I think it's a little overdone at times now. And I think people don't put the right psychology and because there is a deathmatch psychology. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. Like, um... And, so are you People desensitized to the violence? I definitely say so. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I try to watch some violent stuff, and, and not even violent for me, right? I see guys take uh, choke slams to the back, and they take through paints of glass that are light on fire with light tubes, and X, Y, and Z, you know? Um, and then I tried to show, like, my girlfriend something, and it was, like, Terry Funk and Cactus Jack with, like, a two-by-four wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah, yeah. And she just... He like hit him with it. She's like, oh my god! You know? Did she and come? Like, oh wow! I I, I don't want to uh, cross any boundaries, but did she was she a wrestling fan before she met you, your girlfriend? She was. She was. Really? It was actually it was actually a thing that kind of brought us together. Where'd you find um, this pot of gold? <laughs> you know, actually, it's one of my childhood. Uh, it's a high school crush of mine, actually, no. which is really interesting. So this has been going uh, on since high school, or? Um, we've kind of, we've kind of interwoven on sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was really wrestling that kind of brought us back together, which is really uh, oh, a fun story. So, so does she like, does she come to your, your shows when, you know, people, when audience? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, she tries, you know, and she watches all my stuff. And I, I like to get her opinion on stuff too. Yeah. Because she's not in the business. She doesn't know wrestling fully. And I just go, well, what do you think? What's yeah, what's your what's honest? Yeah. Do, do you guys have uh, IWTV? I do. Yeah, I do. That's, I, I, I do. that's why I'd seen some of your your matches. But um, so she'll she'll sit there and watch that with you. Does she? Yeah, and she's a big WWE fan, you know. And, okay. So, uh, so Attitude you... Era is really the 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 time, you know. So she trusts my word on a lot of the stuff, um, the current products or AEW or X Y and Z. You know, uh -huh. and we know people in all those promotions, which yeah. is cool because. I can be like, man, I'm watching my friend on USA television or I'm watching my best friend on TNT. You know, it's really yeah, awesome yeah. to actually have that. And uh, 
but it always comes back down to it. She, she's the crotch chopping, uh -huh. you know, uh, stone cold fan. And oh. that's really where her heart lies with a lot of it. You struck gold. Um, yes, <laughs> seriously. Um, so, Han, so it would be like un uncommon, like on a Monday night, you might be sitting on a couch with her and you're watching Raw or something? Give or take. Um, or that's I don't, not like watch, a, a I don't crazy... watch a lot of the modern stuff as possible. Uh -huh. But yeah, there'll be times where we're, we're sitting down, we'll throw the network on. We'll put on a Monday Night Raw from 98 or something, or I, I, I'm very chronological. So when people like, I, I just got into like watching matches, mm -hmm. you know, like to, to study. Yeah, because okay. a lot of the things that I feel like I got my niches from is yeah. watching things in episodic form, you know? Okay. Um, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling 1982 is my stuff. Oh, but okay. it's not that I just watch you know, a Jake the Snake Roberts match from the, no. It's the opening, it's the whole show, and it's the ending. You know, that is, that's how you watch wrestling. Now, is that- So I like to watch Raw's, SmackDown's, leading into the pay-per-views and stuff like that's that. That's so funny. I always, I watch Saturday night's main events every Saturday night, and I just pick up where I left the last one, and I recycle, you know, I go back again, and oh, it yeah. starts over. Um, oh, shoot, what did I want to ask you? I forget, um, but, can I ask you five random non-wrestling related questions before I of let course. you go and have your life? Um, okay. Have you ever worn a yarmulke specifically on your head to protect your protect from rain? From rain? Oh, it's pouring in. Yeah, you put your little yarmulke on. Have you ever <laughs> been in that situation? I don't believe I have. Okay. If your life was on the line, could you recite the story of Hanukkah? No. And neither could I. Um, <laughs> have you ever played the game dreidel with some children, but you were drunk? I don't believe so. That's an interesting question. All right, well, I don't you. believe so, though. You can Definitely drunk with other people, though. Oh. Just not with children. Children. See, that was specific. Yeah. Um, so for $100,000, would you eat for all your meals pre-chewed food for three months? And you for can eat much? it with a hundred thousand dollars. How chewed? Originally, I'll be honest with you, I I imagine a, a, like a bird feeding little uh, other bird, like the little baby birds, like chewing it up. But I think in this case, it would have to be at least a dog or a human. You know, chicken McNugget, chew it up. Put it in a little dish and you have to, for three months, 100 grand. Do I get to reheat it? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 totally. I'd strongly consider it. Okay, all right. Something to think about. You can email me uh, down the road if you get a definitive answer. Okay, and then lastly, have you had your prostate checked recently? No, I have not. All right, you're so lucky. I had to go, I had a physical a couple weeks ago. I haven't been the same since. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. I no, it's not fun. It really isn't. Um, oh, thick. I don't want to tell that story. Anyways, thank you so much. Um, so obviously we can see a lot of your matches on IWTV and as well on YouTube. Um, do you have anything going on as close out 2020? Um, you know, I just did the final episode of Primetime Live, which is available um, on demand, in demand, mm -hmm. pay-per-view, Dish TV, Direct TV, Fight TV app has it, and they have oh. all the 
past 12 episodes, which I would strongly recommend checking oh, out. Oh, great, for sure. Um, along with being uh, featured on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which is broadcasted in many different markets. You know, mm -hmm. they have a Memphis show. I'm actually a co-host of the San Francisco show. Oh, really? And they run in L uh, LA and stuff like that, all on TV as well on, um, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a good production. I was watching yesterday. Top top notch, man. Mm -hmm. I, I'm one of one of my favorite places to work, and because I'm a TV wrestler. And yeah, yeah. You you know, Dave Marquez is a is a is a legend in my head of uh -huh. TV wrestling. So I, I give major credit to that. And but you know, if anybody wants to see what's up with me, feel free to follow me on social media. You know, I'm on Twitter at Levi Shapiro, Instagram at Levi Shapiro. I have a Facebook, but I'm not as active uh, okay. wrestling wise on that, you know? Uh -huh. So those those are the main ones. I think I have a TikTok too, but I'm just so not on top of that. Yeah, I don't even, is that, I don't know if that's a dating app or what. <laughs> There's so many weird, weird things. Um, all right, well, thank you so much. Um, thank you. If, you. if you change your mind or have any more thoughts about the pre-chewed food, obviously email me as soon as possible. Um, but hopefully uh, we can talk again in 2021 as things start getting more normal. Yeah, 100%. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Me. Yeah, so did I. So happy Hanukkah. I hope you get some presents or at least someone acknowledges that it's Hanukkah to you. Um, but uh, stay healthy and we'll talk soon. Definitely. Shalom. All right. Shalom. Take care.